are you team uh, team Jacob? I I'm gonna be team whatever the werewolf is because he's not a glittery vampire. <laughs> <laughs> This time around, we are joined by Ben Morgan to talk a little bit about a few of his upcoming releases. We also got into his writing process and a whole lot about favorite horror movies and sleep states. Of course, we talked him into playing a few tunes for us as well. So sit back, sip your poison, and enjoy the ride. I'm Kalen Capson, and this is the Peg Place Podcast. Hey, Kayla, what's going on, buddy? Hey, not too much, dude. How you making out? Yeah, not bad. Lazing around. <laughs> is the Wednesday away? Thursday, buddy. Oh, snap. You're right. It is Thursday. <laughs> Doesn't matter, man. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> Pandemic, buddy. <laughs> True enough. I don't know if I welcomed you to the show yesterday, but welcome to the Pagan Place. Thanks for having me, buddy. It's been a long time coming. It has been a long time coming. Like you said yesterday, it was like, what, two years or something like that? I remember, like, yeah, we've passed each other. <laughs> mentioned it, like, at least three or four times. So. Yeah. <laughs> you got to drag me out sometimes, man. Just grab me by the ear. <laughs> yeah, I know that feeling. <laughs> no, I've just been playing a lot of music, though, writing a lot. Yeah, that was that was going to be my question. Like, obviously, I think, I feel like you've probably tuned into the music side of things. Yeah, man. Like, if I get... I'm forced to just be by myself, then it's a pretty therapeutic thing for me. Yeah, um, that makes sense. So I'm trying to get it recorded now, and that's a whole other process. But we're doing it. I'm doing it slowly. Like, I rec- just recorded a song with uh, Curtis Basque. Okay, sweet. So I'm going to be putting that out a couple weeks, hopefully. I'm working on a little video for that. Then I have a few other songs being recorded with... Uh, Adam Dincorn. Okay. I don't know if you know him or not. He did our uh, Naked Baron second album there. Uh, so he's, he's really good. Uh, so I'm just doing that. But what I really want to do is eventually get my own gear. I think you were talking about that too. <laughs> and uh, recording myself. You get so much more done that way. Yeah, I agree. You definitely. Well, it's you can do it more on your own schedule as opposed to worrying about somebody else's schedule. Oh, absolutely, man. I come home late at night. That's what, honestly like late at night is really when I like to play the most, or when ideas come, or you know. Yeah, no, I'm very much the same way. Get in somebody else's studio at twelve at night or something. Yeah, I'm the same way. Late at night is when I'm motivated to do the things like. Yeah, that. it's weird, eh? I don't know what it is, but even at like three in the morning, like all kinds of <laughs> ideas. Like, I guess I don't know why your brain's in a different state or something. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Must be something. Something with your circadian rhythm or... Yeah. Not sure. It's either that or you just can get completely depressed about random things. <laughs> there is that too. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
that's no fun. You need to pick up your guitar and find that catharsis. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's what it is for me anyway. You play in a lot too, are you? Uh, I haven't as much lately over COVID. Like I've, I have no excuse. I just, I don't <laughs> know. I haven't played nearly as much over the past six months, maybe. Well, you're still working though, right? Like, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I still so work. So nothing's really changed too much for you, I suppose. I haven't worked in a few months now, so kind of going crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's mostly just the um, the outlets that I used to have as go-tos, like, you know, go to Pepper's on a Friday night, and there's, yeah. even if it's just the house band or something, it's still live music, and it helps oh, a lot. I know, man. I know, I miss it. Yeah, me too. I mean, I wasn't playing with a band or anything for quite a while. Mostly what I've only been doing is like restaurant gigs, you know, kind of like we were there for a few hours and stuff like that, <clears throat> which is which is fine. But I don't really play my own music there or anything like that. Just play like cover songs. Well, I'll throw a few in here and there. It's nice out. It, it's really fucking gorgeous out, eh? It was up to like six or seven degrees earlier. Yeah, I was talking to my brother. He's in um, Toronto. And he, was, he said it was like 18 degrees there. Yeah, my boss is in um, Peterborough. I think Peterborough, somewhere around there. Yeah. And uh, she was telling me, yeah, it was around 16 or 17 degrees outside her house. And I was just like, oh, Jesus. The world's changing, man. The temperature's changing, I think. <laughs> it really is. Oh, for sure. It's getting really noticeable now. I mean, well, look I'm at Texas. Look at Texas. There. What the hell is that? They never experienced that. I, it's it's not bad for us. <laughs> yeah, we're getting a little warmer. We'll be subtropical in no time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am a, an optimist, I guess, as far as I think. Eventually, <laughs> we will, as a as a species, get out. Of, you know, deal with a lot of these problems and rise above them. Well, that's the hope, anyway. I I, I think I'm an optimist that way. A lot of people aren't, though. A lot of people I know aren't having those conversations with people. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it it can be hard to be, I think. There's just a lot going on. There's you know a lot of negative forces right at the moment, so it's kind of hard to really... Yeah. The negative things are, are really big things, right? Like, you know, war, famine, all that stuff. And all the really good things are the small things, right? So it's hard to, you know, right. interpersonal things between people. Like, you love, you know, individuals, but it's uh, you see people at a whole, and <laughs> it's hard to see that, right? That's very true. I don't know. I think we all need a little more empathy in this world. Oh, absolutely. Definitely do. <laughs> if you can see yourself in somebody else's shoes and understand the pain, then you're going to rearrange your thinking. It uh, kind of reminds me of Bertrand Russell. With uh, symbolic language, trying to <laughs> yeah. create that perfect language that conveys even a person's like emotions. If you can convey what's going on in your head to right, a, a CEO right. somewhere, then you know maybe they change their tune a little bit. But probably yeah, <laughs> that, the philosophy of language is a crazy topic. <laughs> crazy topic. Yeah. Did you go to school and take that stuff? Or yeah, yeah, I I studied philosophy and uh, philosophy and classics. Classes, I oh, think. I agree. I mean, it <laughs> didn't do a lot for me career-wise. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
but uh, <laughs> yeah, me too. I don't regret it though. You know, like I, I got a lot out of it. Oh, absolutely. Fuck, fuck yeah. I mean, it, it it would feel a lot better in a society where maybe the education was a lot cheaper. <laughs> you know, you can't regret it. I guess I I sometimes wish I just would have got a, a trade right at a high school. You know. Yeah, and that's kind of even <sighs> I what I tell. Told to go to university, right? At university, you gotta go to university. Well, when we were in high school. One thing that was always pushed was, you can always become a teacher. Go to university, become a teacher. They're always <laughs> going to need teachers. But uh, even teachers now, like when we came out of, or when I came out of university, I don't know if we graduated around the same time, but there were so many people that had become teachers or took education. Yeah, I don't think it's any different now even. They had such a hard time finding work, and it took forever yeah. for people to get on real contracts. So it was like... Oh, years, man. Yeah, it's like... I, I was honestly my path that I thought I was going on is to become a, a teacher. You know, it sounds like a great job, and I, I think it would suit me really well. But by the end of school, and I, you know, I was just nobody was getting jobs. My cousin was waiting five years getting sub jobs here and there, right? Right. Yeah. But if I would have stuck with it, I'd probably have been working now. But <laughs> twenty years, twenty years down the road. <laughs> yeah. But they never talked about like college or trades or anything like. Even the guidance counselors, no, they, they no, never man. mentioned like, college once. Uh, that I recall. People like kind of look down on it, but man, they're making more money than most of us. Yeah, it's the way to do it. Any kids out there listening, debating what to do next year after high school? <laughs> get a yeah. trade, make yeah, good no. money. And then you can decide to go to university with your college-earned money. Yeah, or <laughs> if you just want buy, to. A, buy a book on Bertrand Russell yourself. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. No, but the uh, discussions in class is what I like, I guess. So you can't replace that. I'll sit down, I'm told I'm digging up this cold cross. Can't get out these fake words. Don't picture me, you feel me All in all, I still feel Can't get out these black holes Pinching all of my pores Controlling me, you don't believe you feel me It's a sound of the 
that you played last night when we recorded that set mm-hmm. um, so those those songs that you're playing or that you're kind of working on or in your repertoire where are those songs coming from I mean mind you I haven't really heard you play you know a fairly long time yeah and there you know there's a stark contrast to what I'm hearing now to what I've heard before yeah most likely I mean I think a lot of just people if they know anything about me at all it's from the Naked Baron stuff, which, yeah, quite, quite different, I guess, from what I was playing there last night. All kind of introspective, I guess, more. I'm trying to, st- I mean, I've always written about stuff like love and like everybody else does, right? You know, mm. but, you know, depression and you know, all kinds of different struggles I've had. It all comes out in the music, I guess. I, I, I'd really like to be able to write more happy songs and like and stuff like that and that's what i really want to start working on soon i have been working on it i want to record it i guess is uh i have a lot of kind of really poppy songs that i've wanted to make like a a pop album like oh, yeah i've always wanted to do that that's i've talked fun. to uh troy shen he was talking to me about it as well and i could see him getting into that too with more electronic beats and stuff like that but the stuff i was playing last night yeah that's i've been working on that for years now, man. Like, I haven't recorded since 2013 or something like that. It's quite a while. So, I'm like that cliche songwriter that just starts 50 songs and doesn't finish them. But, <laughs> you know, but I, I uh, that's the thing. Like, I'll be like 80% done a song and then move on to the next one. Lately, that's what I've been doing and that's what I those songs I played last night, probably 50% of them were unfinished up until like a month ago and they've been sitting around for years. <laughs> oh, wow. I think, I don't know if it's like an ADHD thing or what. I, I don't know. I, like, I have to take one song and just throw the other ones away and just like, all right, I'm working on this until it's fucking done. <laughs> Otherwise, it won't be. I'm pretty good, I think, with that. But I, uh, what, I'm just really uh, taking my time on the recording, so that's one thing I got to myself so do you think maybe are those songs behind you now technically if you've kind of had them on the shelf for a little while you've been working on yeah them? i know right that's 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 what the worry always is it kind of gives you a search like a sense of urgency like i could get get this done before they feel like they're in the past you know right and you don't have the same it's funny like when you if you record a song i find right away when you when you, you're just writing it there's something in it that you'll never be able to capture again afterwards after you've played the song a bunch and like 
kind of fine tune it uh, subconsciously, fine tune the song. But then you go back to that first recording, and it's like I'll never, I, I can't even play it like that anymore. <laughs> you know. What right. Mean? Yeah. So that's that's what I worry that I just want to get it done a lot quicker than I have been. So hence the desire for my own recording gear so someday soon. I think. <laughs> Do you think <laughs> you'd be more productive laying stuff down if you could just sit down whenever you want and? Oh, was that a question for sure? Yeah. Yeah. I actually, like, I don't know, like, there's a, I'd be a lot, definitely a lot more productive because I could just go in and do anything and not be afraid that it's going to waste time and, wait, you know, like, right? Mm. And experiment a lot more. Because if I want to go into some studio where you're paying money, right, you're just like, okay, I want to know exactly what I'm doing beforehand, you know, as much as you can. But, like, it's like how I write. A lot of times how I write lyrics, you know, I can record it on my phone. It sounds like crap, but I, I just record it on the phone, and then I'll, uh, when I'm on the bus or something, or just put on earphones and listen to it, and then kind of work the phrasing out of the of the words without the guitar in my hand, right? And it's way more way more effective for me. I, right. I love it. I think it's a great. Or like, actually, I've only I've only heard of one other person talk about that, uh, James Hetfield. He so he does the same thing, and uh, I think it's kind of funny. But like, I'll just uh, I have a song idea, I'll play it and sing it without knowing what I'm saying at all. I'll just gibberish, right? But record, and I swear every time that off the cuff thing, I'll, I'll go back to it and be like, oh well, it sounds way better when I sung it like that. But the words don't make sense, so I'll just then I'll just make the words make sense out of that phrasing, right? Okay. Yeah, I find I don't know I don't know if. If any other songwriters do that, I haven't really talked to many people about it, but I find that works for me. Yeah, that's an interesting approach. Yeah, and I remember hearing him talk about that, and I was like, oh my god, yeah, I do that too. (laughs) Now I'm curious how how common that is. I always like to hear about the writing process, because it's kind of a little bit different for everybody, but sometimes you hear some crossover stuff. Yeah, quite a bit different for for people, which I think is awesome, but I, I remember I didn't read too much of the book but it was a book about uh famous songwriters and their approach and you know i remember bob dylan or something really really quick writer like super fast just off the cuff you know brilliant lyrics come out of him like crazy but but same with like leonard cohen he has amazing lyrics but he he said he takes like forever to write a song he nitpicks at it until it's perfect Right. So two completely different approaches, but you wouldn't be able to tell, maybe, you know, like who who wrote that that way, right? Right. Yeah. What are some of your bigger influences musically? Oh my God! Just to listen to, like, I I love like a ton of different stuff. But like, what influenced me writing wise? uh, It's the '90s, man. Yeah. (laughs) '90s music, Nirvana. Stuff like that, like uh, that's basically maybe like Tool and Mr. Bungle and stuff. But the Beatles were probably the biggest influence for me. But I always kind of liked how you know the lyrics of like Kurt Cobain and stuff like that. Right? You know, I, those would be my biggest songwriting influences for sure. It, I, it doesn't get past the '90s, man. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, there's amazing stuff out nowadays. But I don't know as a songwriter or not but I do change I know for a fact I'm not as good a guitar player as I used to be because <laughs> I, I, I just don't practice that way anymore 
Right. You know what I mean? Like different uh, techniques and all that stuff, which I used to find really fun back back in the band days. But what I've been really trying to do is because I used to just be completely like riffs. I make a riff, right? And I make a song out of that or something. But now, just because I've been playing solo for so long, it's just like those those don't really translate on live for an acoustic act. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Yeah. So I've been doing a lot of just complete chord progression, singer-songwriter kind of stuff, and I love it. And I find that, honestly, to me, it's it's so much more complicated. It's way more difficult to write a really nice melody than to write some prog piece. In my mind, it's harder, right? I don't know what it is, but just to make a chord progression fit it was a nice melody that resolves and and leads into you know another melody and counter harmonies and all that stuff and it's it's a difficult process listen to that naked baron album that first one <laughs> um i love it though i love all that that prog stuff on there it's great and i kind of miss doing that as well i just miss being in a band to be honest well it might be the time might could yeah it'll be the moment for it yeah man just need to a bass player really putting the word out there <laughs> do you know Pete Butler yeah well yeah Pete Butler for Pooter Bootler he, <laughs> he's always up for something too but he's I never know if he's doing anything right now because we actually used the last band that I had Peter was our bass player so it was me uh, Caitlin McKinley oh Peter yeah Butler, and John Morrison on drums but I've never I've always written by myself but in, with Kate we started writing together and uh, it was it was such a cool experience for me to be able to sync with somebody like in a songwriting sense yeah so well and uh yeah, I, I actually really miss playing with her as well. And I love having somebody else to sing with. That's another thing. And Peter can sing as well, right? So I uh, I like being able to pass the buck on somebody else to sing for a while and stuff, you know, or do harmonies. The harmonies are, are huge because I used to write them and then not be able to perform them live because nobody else in the band sung. Right. So kind of frustrating that way but well you know maybe you should should hit him up he might be up for something love you peter <laughs> <laughs> he's a great player though great songwriter too oh he's yeah he's pretty sick musically <laughs> he's you can do it all really can i be your boyfriend would you bring me girls and With a dry tongue Do you want my number? Would you even call me names If I wanted bad enough? Would you smother me in shame? I'm your perfect angel Just ask my mother, he'll explain
Back to the pagan place. Here, let me top up that poison for you. No, no, you keep the tip. All we need is a little like and share. That'll be just fine. There you go. Have a good day. What's uh, what's been on the top of your playlist lately? Oh, I, yeah, I've been listening to um, it's Tomahawk a lot. Lately, and uh, old Mr. Bungle, stuff yeah. like that, and that new Mr. Bungle album that came out. <laughs> I haven't heard that one yet. Oh no, no. it's uh, pretty cool. It's like uh, it's funny because it was like their first attempt at uh, an album back, like when they first started. They wrote all these songs, and they made a shitty sounding album back then. And then they get some guys together and re-recorded it and it's and it's actually crazy how good it is hmm. I'll do like uh, I've heard like metal I, I'm not a, a big metal guy or anything but I've heard people say like you know if that album would have took off back in the day it could have like changed the progression of metal you know <laughs> is that mm. ahead of you know ahead of its time I think crazy band fun band and I I get I go through periods where I don't even listen to music. <laughs> yeah. For for quite a while and then I'll just like I need it and then I'll I'll just be listening to everything. But I don't know, I'm weird that way. I think that's normal. I, I go through phases where I'm listening to music constantly and then I'll have patches where I just don't really listen to much music at all. I don't put on records. Yeah. I might just be listening to podcasts or watching tv you know like, yeah or think, reading or something like I, yeah that's the same thing with me with reading too i'll read six months straight and then stop for six months. yeah exactly and i could be like you know 20 pages left in a book and it can be at the end of that six month bender of just reading constantly yeah and then i just won't touch it again for a month and it's <laughs> like i have 20 yeah. pages why why did it take me this long to finish it when your when your brain's just done with something, it's kind of just done with it for a little while. I don't think I've ever not finished. Oh no, there's one book I I started and didn't finish, and um, I mean, and I love I love Stephen King, and it's, it was a Stephen King book, um, Insomnia. Have you ever heard of it? 
Uh, I've heard of it. I haven't read it though. It was it was weird. It was kind of cool, but it was dragging on for me at the time. Maybe I'd have to reread it again. But yeah, I think that's the only book I have to finish a book if I start. I I usually have the same rule. There have been a couple over the past couple years though that I haven't. I can take forever to read one book though. Like that's what I mean. Like yeah, yeah. In those times where I barely read. (laughs) I just finished the Odyssey and I uh, had read five or six books in a row pretty quickly. And then that's the book where I had like 20 pages left in it. And then... In the Odyssey, you have 20 pages left? Yeah, I finished it. Oh I finished it the other day. Wow. Yeah, you got to finish that. I, I I haven't even read it, but I mean, that's the Odyssey, so... <laughs> there was one I started. It was called Love and War. I think it's called Love and War at Midnight. And mm-hmm. uh, I stopped about a third of the way in. And it was just complete and utter propaganda garbage. <laughs> yeah. I was just like... Actually, no, there was one other book, too. I was uh, staying at uh, my, when when I lived away, or I was staying at my, I came back and stayed at my mom's one night, and I slept in my sister's room, and I picked up one of those uh, Twilight books. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just started to read, I read, like, two, oh, my God. I just remember, like, taking the book and, like, throwing it across the room. I was like, this is <laughs> terrible. Yeah. I can, I've never pictured them being a good read. No. No, <laughs> they aren't. <laughs> but the movies are awesome. I've <laughs> never seen one. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I, I haven't. I've, uh, I know people, plenty of people that had. Nope. It's like going, watching that or go watch the new Sex in the City movie or something. <laughs> I would by far rather watch anything Sex in the City related then nah, watch like me. 20 minutes of Twilight. I'd rather watch some vampire sex or something. Than yeah, I don't I don't know if there's any actual vampire sex, though. I think they're just like glittery vampires. and <laughs> I don't know, man. Glittery vampires. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. How do we get in talking about Twilight? <laughs> it always comes back to Twilight. <laughs> All your podcasts. (laughs) It turns out it's been a Twilight-related podcast the entire time. (laughs) Are you team uh, team Jacob? I I'm gonna be team whatever the werewolf is because he's not a glittery vampire. (laughs) I think that's Jacob. (laughs) (laughs) And team Jacob all the way. He is hot though. He's fucking hot. (laughs) He's a. Actually, he well, I suppose Robert Pattinson's a pretty good actor too. You know what? Yeah, he really is. I mean, well, the last thing I saw him in was The Lighthouse, and that was I loved it. I thought it was wild. I haven't seen The Lighthouse, but he was um, anything I've seen with him in it has been he's been really good. Uh, well, what's the, oh my god? Who's the other guy in The Lighthouse? Do you know what I'm talking about? The Lighthouse? Yeah, it was uh, William or Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe, yeah. Yeah, you know, I love that guy so. Yeah, he's also a ridiculous actor. The last thing I saw him in was um, Antichrist, Antichrist. You ever hear that movie? I've heard remember. of it. I haven't seen it, though. It's fucked up, man. It's fucked up. Like, some pretty brutal scenes in there <laughs> that stick with you. Like, it, it's a horror movie, kind of, right? It's yeah. a psychological kind of horror movie. And, oh, I can't remember that director's name now. Is it yeah, Lars von Trier? Yeah, Lars von Trier. Yeah, I think it was him. Some of his movies movie. are really good. Yeah. Some of them are... Messed up. Yeah. 
I actually do recommend that movie, Antichrist. I'll definitely check it out. I love horror movies. And, you know, I'm single now. And I can't watch them. Nobody wants to watch them with me, right? <laughs> so I'm sitting there watching horror movies by myself like a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> That's because it. I love them, right? And it's like, no one wants to watch them with me, so <sighs> it, I'm going to put it on, and then I'm going to be scared, because I get scared every time, and I usually can't fall asleep. Like, I, I do it to myself every time, I've done it since I was a kid. I, what horror movie freaked you out the most as a kid? It. Yeah? Yeah. And I know, you look back, and it's kind of silly, but... Uh, but as a fun. kid, though, it, yeah, it I can just, totally see it that. It got me, man. It got me bad. I, I think I was only seven or something when I watched it, though. So. I never saw it as a kid. I only saw it as an adult. Yeah. And I love the new ones, too, but yeah. the old one, like, I remember watching it at my friend's house and walked home in the middle of the day, in the middle of the day, and I was scared. I was, like, avoiding sewers. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, there was one before that. I watched The Night of the Living Dead before that, so I was even younger. And, uh, yeah, that one got me, too. Two that really freaked me out. Um, my sister used to watch horror movies all the time. And yeah. I, I always thought I was uh, mature enough, I guess, to handle watching them with her. Yeah. And seldom was. But two yeah. that really got me, uh, the first one was House. Had, okay. Had uh, okay. William Cat and the dude, uh, the guy that played Bull in Night Court. Oh, yeah. It was that, and it was basically just like a haunted house. This guy's kid goes missing in his mother's old house. Yeah. And they can't find him. And then, like, years later, he goes back to the house and the ghosts are coming back for him kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And there's just this one scene where there's, like, a monster in a closet. Actually, there's a couple scenes, but the monster in the closet, uh, the guy's just yeah. kind of looking around. He hears noise in the house and he opens a closet and there's just this big-ass scary monster that just pops out and chases him around the house for a bit. Oh, God. I was like, that... If it's done well, like, it can, you know, those... Those can stick with you. Oh, it stuck with me. <laughs> yeah. Like, the, actually, the last thing that I watched that really fucking scared me, and and for good reason it scared me, is the, there's a show, it's it's a documentary, actually. It's called Nightmare. Okay. And it, it uh, follows or talks to, uh, like, four or five people who experience uh, sleep paralysis. Oh, crazy. And I had that shit <clears throat> my whole life, right? Like, uh, I haven't had it in a long time. Everything they talk about, it just, it's like they're, it's they're, talk, like they're talking about me, right? Right. And those, those, I can't think about those things. Like, I mean, I know it sounds crazy, but I used to, like, have outer body experiences, and, and, and they're super frightening. Like, there was one period I was getting them, like, three times a week. Like, really? And with sleep paralysis, a lot of times people will see or feel like some evil presence, right? Or a lot of times they, and the people see the same things usually, like shadow people. Yeah. That's the most common one, I think. And there are some, a lot of people, I think I talked to my nan about it and she had one. She had one once, she said, and, and it's like an old woman was like laying on her. But, uh, when I have them, I don't really see these entities myself so much but I feel just like this huge 
negative thing like pushing you to anyway the movie is just like for anybody who's had these like i recommend watching it and i don't recommend watching it but i watched it yeah just the other day i haven't had one since so (laughs) (laughs) i'll have to check it out curious now yeah yeah even if you have you know if you haven't had it, it it actually like really shows you what is like some people are tormented by and i used to be at one point it's like one guy said he's like i have my I have my normal life, right? I'm out with my friends, family, and then I have my nightlife, my sleep life, and it's a terrifying event every fucking time. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's really traumatizing for some people. It's oh. a very real thing to the people that experience it, so you can't really tell. It's like, no, to me, he didn't that, leave his room. That's the scariest thought you can have. It's, to me, it's just someone staring at you, <laughs> like standing over you. Or oh, some yeah. Unknown figure standing over you while you sleep. <laughs> You know, I can't, it's just, ugh, I hate the thought of it. And it. I've had it happen a few times. Yeah? Well, I've been living in my current place, nothing scary. One time I, I opened my eyes at night and there was like yeah. a, a look, looked like a, a woman, an older woman in Victoria dress, I guess would be, it was more of like a shadow person, but you could see the silhouette against the hall light. Really? She was like looking at me from close to the doorway yeah. and then she just sort of turned and walked out the door. And you couldn't move? I couldn't move until once she walked out of the door, I was able to sort of jump up, and I went and ran and looked down the hall. I was like, what the fuck? Really? So you kind of, like, even um, snapped out of it? Yeah. Yeah, like, as she left the room, I snapped out of it, and I... Yeah, that's weird, because the first time I had an outer body experience was... Because I'd had sleep paralysis before that, and this time, one time... It was actually in the middle of the day, which is weird, but I woke up to sleep paralysis... And there was like this huge, loud, buzzing noise. I thought it was coming from the stereo in my room. I just couldn't move, but I really needed to get rid of that sound. And I just like kind of like forced myself up and I, I went to try to turn the music down and I couldn't. Then I looked back and I saw myself in my bed. <laughs> oh, wow. And then instantly woke up. That was the first time I experienced it. It was from a sleep paralysis episode. It was weird because I wouldn't go to sleep and then have them. I would literally be laying in bed and then I could feel it coming on, feel it in my eyes and start rolling back in my head and then it would happen. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't even sleep first, which, which creeped me out even more because like what the hell is going on? Yeah. That's... Seizure or something. I don't know what it was, but I, I haven't had them for years, so... Um, be happy about that to be honest yeah no i believe that (laughs) (laughs) yeah even though you knew it was happening and you just couldn't fight the fear of it you know yeah you could tell your rational brain like okay well you know what this is just try to roll with it you know try to you just couldn't yeah no that would be uh definitely creepy i'm glad i (laughs) glad i haven't had those experiences yeah i'm glad i haven't had them for a while now i'm probably gonna have one (laughs) <laughs> yeah, now that you're talking about it. <laughs> Jesus. It's going to bring it to the forefront of your brain. Yeah. Subconscious, like, oh, yeah, it has been a while. <laughs> yeah. Time to throw Ben for I haven't even, I couldn't finish that movie because I was like, oh, no. You know, I was like, what am I doing? I'm not, I could turn this Eating what she wants, whatever she can do. 
Perfect like a cancer cell pretty good they got me man i mean come on they're fucking scary dude like i think that's what scares me the most like any kind of murderer movie or like you know thing like that psychopath i for some reason even though it's more uh, uh an actual real threat and like you know it could happen that the stuff about like um demons um and stuff like that that 
that scare me the most. Exorcist, that was another one when I watched it when I was a kid that got me. The Grudge I had watched one time. Yeah, those those are, or the first one was good. Yeah, the first one. And uh, not not The Grudge, uh, Juong, so the Japanese version. Right, yeah. And it was a, one that I had seen a bunch of times. Yeah. And it always creeped me out, but never gave me, you know, dreams or anything. Yeah. But one time I was, I don't know what it was. I must have just been in a weird emotional state or something when I watched it. But for like three or four nights afterwards, I just have had nightmares about that that really? ghost coming down the stairs, like that that woman ghost. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, it was just weird. And I'd Whoa. seen it before, and it never affected me until this one time. Yeah, the, the, the Japanese, like, brought that into the horror genre, like, so that creepy... Oh, yeah. Stilted walking, like... <laughs> it does. It's just <laughs> the, the way they move. It's those jerky movements and stuff. Yeah. Kind of just adds that creep Like factor. The Ring, too. I mean, I'm yeah. not going to lie. Like, when I... You know, that, how old is that movie? That's pretty oh, freaking man. old. It's got to be, like, 20 years at least, if not right. older. So, like, at the time... I mean, I think I watched it again, and I was like, yeah. But when I watched it at the time, I mean, that was that kind of, like freaked everyone out i think <laughs> yeah and, you know what's funny actually is uh, <laughs> i i rented that movie um going on the whole thing like watching horror movies by myself and i rented that movie so i'm watching it and it's late at night and uh it gets to the scene where she first puts the the tape in to watch it to see what it is yeah right? so it's basically the first time you, you see the, what's on that tape so she puts the tape in, and I'm like, man, I was like, no, I turned it off. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I, I, not tonight. I, I don't like, I don't want. I, I kind of need some sleep tonight, so <laughs> I turned it off, right? And I'm just laying in bed, and I'm like, I have to take that DVD out of, of the DVD player because, like, if that turns on at that exact spot in the middle of the night, oh man, I'm gonna fucking freak out. So <laughs> I actually got up and like took, took the DVD. I don't know, DVD <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Safety first. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh what's uh what's your favorite horror flick of all time so far? Oh, I, I really love the old slasher movies like Halloween, Friday thirteenth. Yeah. I mean those are just awesome. But uh, I, I wanna uh, may, maybe the Exorcist. Yeah, I, I, you know what I watched recently too, and I had never watched it before. It was Cabinet of Doctor Caligari. Have you watched that? I haven't. It is on. I have a. It's been on a list I've had for a long time. I have a handwritten list that I started years and years ago, and it yep. is on that list. I don't know why I haven't gotten to it. Oh, it's brilliant! Brilliant. <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, from the twenties, right? But it's just so such a great movie. Oh yeah, it's gotten. Well, repeatedly, still gets insane references. The way it's shot and, and uh, the skewed background settings and, you know, and it's all, like, you know, cardboard and inside, but it's it's just done so well to me. Uh, the first Nightmare on Elm Street was, was great, I thought, but I find I like Halloween probably the best for those, for those old classics. Yeah, yeah, Halloween was good. I was always a fan of Friday the 13th. Even, like, once they moved into the realm of the cheese. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck I, yeah. I still love them. I think the one that sticks with me the most was the eighth one, Jason Takes Manhattan. Manhattan, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that it one's pretty good. Literally nothing to do with the the mythos at all. Like, no Crystal Lake, just no. Jason on a cruise ship in the ocean and then <laughs> in Manhattan. Like, what? <laughs> it doesn't matter. He's killing kids. He's having a good time. Yeah. 
Whatever he floats his boat. Not even a real explanation how he gets on the cruise ship from the lake, but, you know, it's it's all good. Well, wasn't it from the... No, wait. There was something... The, the movie before he was in he the was water. Drowned, he drowned, like, or... Yeah. yeah, and then a boat oh, anchor... Oh, it electrocuted him. Yeah, but I, wasn't he still in Crystal Lake? I, I thought he was. And then yeah, this girl kept having... on a cruise ship? Yeah, I don't know. Well, just the girl was having dreams about him. And she kept mm-hmm. seeing him, and then all of a sudden, he was there. I'll have to rewatch it. Maybe I maybe. wish uh, Johnny Moe was here right now because you know it's like <laughs> he's like an encyclopedia about that stuff. He's like a huge Friday Thirteenth fan. Like it's it's crazy. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, those are those are just the, like I don't know the rewatch value of those movies are great. Oh yeah. When COVID first kind of kicked in over the summer and stuff, you could go see movies, old movies for five bucks. Where? At the... Uh... Yeah, just at the movie theater. Oh, man. I didn't even know that. And uh, I got to see Nightmare on Elm Street, a um, couple cool. other classic, like, old horror movies and stuff, and it was awesome. Yeah, the only thing I saw, like, old uh, brought to the big screen was I did Jaws, the uh, Imperial. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're classic movies. Yeah, so I, I just, love that idea, man. Oh, that's a great idea. We uh, they they did them for free over March break, uh-huh. and I think some of the classic movies are still free when they do it once a month. Oh my god, really? Oh. Adrian and I went to go see um, Back to the Future, <laughs> which was awesome seeing that on yeah. the big screen. One of the best movies of all time. You know what I didn't realize the first time I watched it through? Yeah. How much of a creep his mom is? Yeah. <laughs> like like she's god, dropping yeah. lines on him and just. Oh. Calvin Klein she was all over him <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't seen this since I don't know it's been a long time and I did not remember how much of a fucking creep she was if only she knew <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is weird eh That's, that was a weird aspect of that, that movie I mean There's it's something about you I don't know but I just <laughs> I feel like I know you I feel so attracted to you <laughs> <laughs> it was good though it was awesome to see oh classic well dude i uh i won't uh keep you up too much longer well um, man it's good chatting with you buddy yeah you too i'm sorry we uh didn't have time to you know do it yesterday but uh, i'm glad we did oh yeah oh, this, this is this is good this way it's great i'm uh definitely glad you got over to uh to record some of those live tracks too that was a, a real fucking treat Oh, absolutely. When you do get your video finished, uh, let me know as well if, you, if you're putting it online generally. Um, I will gladly spread some links to it for you as well. Within the next three weeks, I would say, three, four weeks. Sweet. I'm just making a simple video. I just find that, like, that's what I'm going to do from now on, is just r- record and release one song at a time. Maybe make a little video for it, you know, and then eventually, after so many songs, just compile them into an album maybe but i look forward to it yeah man good talking to you buddy yeah you too dude you have a good one you too all right cheers do you feel in little light god knows that i try do you feel what i feel
with rubber soles, nylon skin, plastic bones. Don't you see this mind control is so subliminal? Do you know what I am? I'm a true alien. I fell from the sky. Cross and line, cold steel. This whole life is not real. I'm an alien. It hurts when you bring me back to earth. I was too slow, but I was here first. You know. What it's worth to them that you can change a goddamn All this love that I got is never for all you robots in my This is Aaron representing all Americans living in Atlantic Canada, and you've been listening to the Pagan Place podcast.